0: Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now,
1: here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, episode 15. I'm your host, Marco Santarelli, and this is the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. Today's show is about tracking your real estate portfolio. It's one thing to look at and analyze properties before you purchase them, but what happens after you've purchased them and you've added them to your portfolio? As your portfolio grows, you'll want to keep track of the income and expenses and more importantly, the performance of those properties. It might make sense to sell some of them or do a tax-deferred 1031 exchange into other markets or maybe refinance them to increase your rate of return or pull equity out and move that over into other markets. So there's many things that you can do, but it's important that you keep track of your real estate portfolio. And this actually all came about when I had a client of ours, a guy named Kevin contact me about two weeks ago, and he asked me how to keep track of his new portfolio. And he's just starting out, so he's just building that portfolio, but he's already creating these elaborate Excel spreadsheets. And I thought, you know, there are online tools that can help you and there's even mobile apps. So I wanted to bring on uh, my guest here today, a guy named Joel, and talk about what he looks at as far as metrics for analyzing his properties, as well as what tools he uses. Now, obviously he likes his own tools, but uh, we can learn a little bit more about that, and this is just one option. It's not something that you know is absolute necessity. However, it does make your life a lot easier, especially at tax time when you can just click a button and produce a report and give it to your CPA or your accountant and uh, have your taxes put together for you very quickly and easily. So we'll get to that interview here in a moment. Stay tuned.
0: Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S., Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at Noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide.
1: All right. I'd like to welcome Joel Grassmeyer to the show. Joel is a real estate investor. He's an engineer, and it seems he's a serial entrepreneur. He started PropertyTracker.com back in 2004 to create a user-friendly but powerful tool for real estate analysis. Then in 2008, he created Property Evaluator for the iPhone. Later in 2010, he launched RealEstateTools.com, which is a variety of real estate investment tools, so it's a marketplace for that. And lastly, in 2012, he launched the Construction Cost Estimator app to help contractors quickly estimate construction costs using the iPhone, iPad, and a Mac. I don't see a PC there. But in either case, welcome to the show, Joel. Thanks for having me on. It's great to have you here. Let's give our listeners a sense of geography. Where are you located?
0: I'm in Ogden, Utah, which is about an hour north of Salt Lake City and right next to world-class skiing.
1: That's great. I love Salt Lake City. The views there are amazing. Well, that's great. So, And you were a native Californian, if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah, I lived in Southern California from about 98 to 2006. And then we decided to escape the rat race to Utah and get out of California while the getting was good.
1: Yeah, smart decision. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit about your background. I know you are heavily involved in application development and website tools, and you're an engineer. And tell us about your background.
0: Yeah, so I spent 8 years while I was in Southern California designing unmanned airplanes and then after the stock market crashed in 2001 with the dot com crash, my wife and I decided, boy, we really need to diversify out of just stocks and mutual funds. So we got into real estate investing and cashing some of the equity out of our California property and buying uh rental rental properties, uh just buy and hold, very passive. And, you know, being an engineer, I wanted to do some analysis on these properties before I bought them. So I started by creating my own spreadsheets and sharing them with friends and some of the investment networks in Southern California at the time. And, uh, they were giving me a bunch of feedback on the analysis saying, wow, you should sell this. Um, so I started a little side business to, um, uh, help other people evaluate properties and keep track of what they own.
1: I think a lot of businesses start that way, whether it's in a garage or, uh, you know, just you identify a need and you start working on something and people start asking you for a copy right. or a version of whatever you're making or maybe they ask you just, hey, let's mass produce this.
0: Yep, yep, yeah. So then a year later, I quit my engineering job and have been working full time as a software developer ever since and just kind of, you know, following different technology trends, you know, did web development for a long time. Uh, Back in the early two thousands, and then moved to iPhone, iPad, and Mac development in the last few years as those have become more popular.
1: Right. Well, that's that's a good segue to my next question. Real estate investors measure and gauge their investments based on cash flow and rates of return and all kinds of other metrics, Mm -hmm. and they do this at two stages of the game. One is before they purchase, before they complete that transaction, and then they monitor and measure the performance of their real estate portfolio after the close of escrow. So let's begin by talking about the different kinds of metrics that real estate investors like to track, whether it's on the analysis side and or post-purchase.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the two main ones that I like to look at are at our cash flow uh, and internal rate of return. So, you know, cash flow is the most obvious one that people look at, and it's probably one of the most important ones, uh, especially if you're going to be highly leveraged. Uh, You definitely have to keep an eye on that so you can, you know, make sure you're taking in enough money each month to uh, stay above water and, uh, you know, not get upside down with a bunch of negative cash flow. Um, But then, internal rate of return is really nice uh, because it compares a real estate investment. To like a savings account uh, or a CD, something with a fixed rate of return every single year, you know real estate's difficult to kind of normalize that way because it has all these positive and negative cash flows, some years you put repairs into the property, uh, but the internal rate of return basically boils all that down to say this real estate investment is equivalent to having a savings account with this fixed interest rate compounding annually. Um, so it lets you do a true apples to apples comparison between lots of different types of property, regardless of how much money you put down, how leveraged you are, the purchase price, the rent, all that stuff.
1: Internal rate of return is a term that a lot of real estate investors don't use or hear about. And when they try to understand it, they scratch their head because it it has to take future cash flows and yes. reduce them down to the current value or what is net called net present value. Yep. And that's a very difficult concept for most real estate investors to understand.
0: Yeah. And in fact there isn't even like a closed form solution for it like you couldn't just, you know, write out a formula on a piece of paper and calculate it directly. Um it actually takes an iterative algorithm to uh to find it. So it's it's like it's called a root finding algorithm. So it tries a bunch of different uh, interest rates, uh, or rates of return and sees which one matches all those future numbers to make the net present value equal to the amount you actually put down.
1: So what you're saying is the IRR, the internal rate of return is the best way to compare one investment to another or one property to another, because it's boiling it down to the quote unquote, the lowest common denominator.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Yep. So it'll let you compare a property with negative cash flow, but high appreciation with a very different type of property with lots of positive cash flow, not leveraged, uh, but maybe with low appreciation. And it'll say, you know, you can look at that internal rate of return five years down the road or 10 years down the road. And it, the other nice thing about it is it helps you decide what the optimum holding period is for a property. Um, because a lot of times what happens is, when you first buy a property, you're highly leveraged and you don't have very much debt equity in that property, uh, money that's just sitting there in that property. But then over time, as you pay down the mortgage balance, you build up some of that equity and you're not as leveraged anymore. Your return on equity goes down and your internal rate of return goes down. So that's kind of a signal to say maybe you should do a cash out refi or uh, you know, take out a second mortgage on this property. And take that money and invest it into another property and leverage that money out and get it working for you again. Sure.
1: And that happens too after 27 and a half years on residential real estate because your depreciation cycle ends at that point. So you no longer have this wonderful tax benefit of writing off the depreciation on that property because it's gone.
0: Right. So now yep. you have
1: to either step up your basis, refinance, or 1031 exchange it into other properties. Um, you know, there's different creative solutions there. Right.
0: Yep. One of my favorite sayings about 1031 exchanges is swap till you drop.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's great. (laughs) I'm going to have to borrow that. (laughs) Um, So it sounds like we've gone from one extreme to another in my mind, because when I look at properties, one of the first things I look at are the cash flow in dollar terms. And then on the other end of that spectrum, again, in my mind, you have this more advanced calculation of the internal rate of return, the IRR. But in between, you have the two metrics that I believe most investors use and look at, and that would be cap rate, the capitalization rate. And you also have the cash on cash return, which to me gives you a much better representation of your rate of return than the cap rate. And then uh-huh. there's actually one more metric. And and this is uh, something that we track on our website as well. And that's your total ROI. That factors in equity gain, appreciation, tax benefits, et cetera. That is you know, the bottom line for me. But, you know, you take that one step further and then you have this fourth level, which is the internal rate of return.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there, boy, there are so many, um, metrics out there and, you know, I, I've looked at so many different ways to calculate all these things and I've, I've tried very hard to boil it down to, you know, maybe half a dozen of them that really matter. And I intentionally, you know, in my own analysis, I try not to create like a huge table of, you know, 30 different metrics to look at because that just creates kind of a paralysis of analysis and a lot of confusion. So I just try to pick, you know, maybe a half dozen of the most important ones and just focus on those because really what it comes down to is if if you're doing that apples to apples comparison between different types of properties, most of those metrics are going to have, you know, similar relative values to each other. Um so you know if the IRR looks good for a property chances are that the uh total return on investment also looks good on that property. Um so the key is to do the apples to apples comparison and you know just pick a few of the most important metrics.
1: So what are investors using to track information like this? I would assume that most investors use Excel. That's yep. probably the most common tool. Tracking the accounting yeah. is probably just done in QuickBooks or maybe, who knows, TurboTax, or they just do it on a piece of paper.
0: Right, right. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I've used a lot of those tools myself. Um, you know, things like Quicken and QuickBooks are very good at tracking your income and your expenses, which are the raw data uh, for your real estate investments. Um, but they don't do a really good job of doing. An analysis of those numbers or what I call the instrument panel um, to say here's the raw data now how do I make smart management decisions based on that data well just by looking at income and expenses by categories and the cash flow the difference between those two that doesn't necessarily tell me whether I should hold on to this property for another year or do a cash out refi or do a 1031 exchange um, that's where you need the higher level analysis based on your actual income and expenses to, uh, help you make those smart management decisions.
1: Right. So that's just a deeper level of analysis. And then after mm-hmm. you've bought the property, that's just an ongoing, uh, analysis of tracking the performance of your property. Cause that might improve or it may, it may, uh, get worse. Yep. Yep. So two weeks ago I had an investor reach out to me and ask me, how do you keep track of your properties? And this is the whole reason why I reached out to you to bring you onto the show is because I realized, okay, there's got to be a lot of real estate investors out there that are using Excel spreadsheets or some sort of other method to keep track of what they own, what the income and expenses are, and hopefully they're keeping track of what their rates of return are, however they want to measure that. Uh But I met you back in 2006, I think it was. And at that point, you had just launched Property Tracker. Uh Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. But I remember, you know, looking at the software and thinking, well, this is a great solution. It's online. So it's in the cloud. And uh, it helps investors keep track of what they own, where it is, and run the numbers or crunch numbers. So What is PropertyTracker.com? Tell me more about it and how it would benefit real estate investors.
0: PropertyTracker.com is a web-based tool to help you do two things. It evaluates potential properties before you buy, and then it also keeps track of the performance of the properties you already own. And it's pretty rare to find one software, one integrated solution that does both of those things. Usually you have to buy, you know, two separate, uh, tools to do those two different things. Um, but property tracker integrates it all into one. Um, so, you know, from the day you're first looking at the property, it shows you those metrics like cash flow and return on investment. And then once you own it, you put in your monthly income and expenses each month. And then it'll show you the same type of metrics based on your actuals. And then it produces things like a schedule E, a schedule depreciation. Uh, for loan applications, uh, you can do kind of a health check, uh, schedule of real estate owned. Uh, it even has online document storage and a bunch of calendars, uh, like a lease calendar, keeps track of your insurance policies, management contracts, things like that. So I, I kind of built it to scratch my own itch because uh, like I mentioned before, you know I was using Quicken and QuickBooks before. And they were fine for the raw data, but I wanted sort of the higher level analysis to make the smart business decisions.
1: So how simple or complicated is it to use? Because I know there are a lot of tools out there that offer so much more than a typical real estate investor needs or even wants. And, you know, they might feel overwhelmed. I mean, there's got to be a cutoff at some point where you're tracking enough to know what, you you know, you're portfolio is doing for you without getting overwhelmed or getting that glazed look in your eyes.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. So when I built it, I I specifically tried not to make it a general ledger accounting program like Quicken and QuickBooks and a lot of other property management software that's built for property managers that are managing a huge portfolio of properties for their investor clients. Uh, I tried to make it very simple in that all you do is uh, put in your monthly income and expenses by category each month and then it calculates all those metrics and schedule e and schedule of depreciation based on those inputs so i tried to say you know what's the bare minimum information we could put into this um, to produce some good analysis and a lot of people use it in conjunction with tools like quickbooks and quicken where you know they use those tools to track their stocks and mutual funds and their real estate and make their loan payments online and print checks and things like that. But then you can create a a memorized report in QuickBooks or Quicken that just gives you a, a monthly summary of your income and expenses by category. And if you just type those numbers into Property Tracker, then you can do the more detailed analysis that Quicken and QuickBooks don't give you.
1: Okay, so let me dumb the question down in terms of how much time an investor would be on propertytracker.com per month what would yeah, you say that is
0: i would say it's about 5 minutes per month
1: okay so it's very little
0: yeah yeah literally it's just um you know like half a dozen numbers your income and your expenses by category yeah so
1: you know i talk about passive real estate investing which include turnkey real estate investments and although it's a passive investment, it doesn't mean it's completely hands off. So we tell investors that you're going to spend about one hour per month on your property. Mm-hmm. So it, and that's that's being conservative. It's it's not going to be an hour a month. It could be five minutes a month, it could be 15 minutes a month. And then as you grow your portfolio and you have more and more properties, it's not one hour per month per property that scales down very quickly. But you uh-huh. do need to have some time where you're either communicating with your property manager or you're depositing the, you know, your rent checks and cutting a check to the mortgage company if it's not on auto pay. Yeah. But there is some maintenance and administrative work involved. And it's not a lot, but Property Tracker is just another tool that allows you to keep track of that information in an organized way and pull reports and then do your year end taxes,
0: right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Great. Now- in wrapping up here, I know you're working on some apps. In fact, I I actually own two of your apps and they're very well done. So maybe uh take a minute or two and talk about what you're doing in the mobile phone space.
0: Yeah, so back in 2008 when Apple launched the iPhone, you know, I thought, "Wow, this would be a great tool for people that are driving around looking at rental properties. And they want to want to run the numbers directly on their phone on site rather than waiting until they get back to the office. Um, So I made a native iPhone version of just the property evaluator portion of PropertyTracker.com, with the thought being that you know when people are doing their bookkeeping, tracking the properties they already own, they're probably at home in their office, you know, opening mail and stuff like that. So they don't need to do it on their phone necessarily. So that's why I only built it for the analysis part. Um, And then a couple years later, a lot of people were asking me for an app to do more of a fix and flip analysis so i launched a companion app called property fixer and people that do fix and flip analysis do the calculations kind of in a reverse order Uh, they start with the after repair repair value of the property and then figure out what purchase price they want to pay to get a certain profit so uh And then the holding period ranges from 0 to 12 months in Property Fixer rather than 1 to 30 years in Property Evaluator. And then once those people started using the apps, I got a lot of requests for an app to help people do a 15-minute walkthrough on a property and quickly estimate the rehab costs. So in 2012, I launched another app called Construction Cost Estimator. Um, and that's actually used by more than just real estate uh, fix and flip type people. It's also used by all kinds of contractors from plumbers to landscapers to electricians to general contractors uh, to create on-site estimates for projects that they're working on. And then you can email a PDF directly from your iPhone, iPad, or Mac. Um, and then we're working on a new app right now called Contractor Tools that goes beyond just estimating. And it adds the ability to also create invoices and take credit card payments against those invoices, sync that data between multiple users, and sync it to QuickBooks. So basically a contractor could do uh, get rid of all their paperwork and do everything on their iPhone or iPad or Mac.
1: Those are great ideas for apps. Do you think there's a move away from browser-based applications and more towards mobile phone apps
0: yeah definitely um that's certainly the trend i've seen with my own apps uh over the last few years and i think it's just you know it's possible especially on smaller devices like iphones and ipads it's just so much easier to create a great user experience on you know a native application um than it is on a web app um a lot of web apps don't work very well on, you know, the small screen of a phone. Websites can look pretty good that are just presenting content, but a deeply functional web app really needs the the native um characteristics of a, a development environment like something like Apple provides.
1: Right. So how many apps do you have out
0: today? Uh, let's see. Well, it's three apps, but they're on three different devices, iPhone, iPad, and Mac. So I guess, you know, it's technically nine different apps, but it's, uh, it's kind of all in a family and they all share some code between each other too. So
1: nice. That's great. Yeah. Good stuff. So yeah, Joel, I appreciate you being on the show. Can you tell sure. our listeners how they can find you and more information about your products?
0: Yeah, so if you go to realestatetools.com, you can get links to all of the different sites for all of the different apps. Uh, That's kind of the umbrella site that uh, links to all the other ones. Uh, And then also if you go to propertytracker.com slash Narada, uh, you can get a discounted rate on Property Tracker. Normally, it's twenty four ninety five a month or two forty nine a year, uh, but Neuroda clients get a discounted rate of nineteen ninety five a month or one ninety nine a year, and you get a thirty day free trial. So,
1: well, I appreciate the discount. Our listeners would uh, certainly appreciate that. Sure. Great. Well, I appreciate your time today, Joel. Um, your tools are fantastic. I've played with many of them, and uh, they're very, very well done. So. I congratulate oh, thanks. you. Thanks. I
0: appreciate your feedback.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for your time, Joel, and we will talk to you again soon.
0: Sounds good. Thanks for having me on the show.
1: Thanks. Well, there you have it a very simple online tool to help you keep track of your real estate portfolio. And this allows you to measure what is going on with your properties. So you can see what your real returns are year after year as well as whether you need to keep, sell, or move those properties to other markets through a tax-deferred 1031 exchange. So take a look at it. They have a 30-day free trial, which is well worth checking out. It doesn't cost you anything. There's no obligation, but at least you can get a feel for the product. And this is just one of several tools that are out there. If you haven't subscribed to the show, I encourage you to do so be sure to download our free report, The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing. You can find that at PassiveRealEstateInvesting.com. Once again, thank you for all the ratings and reviews. They've been fantastic. And what I am going to be doing here going forward is giving out a free, cool, new coffee mug that we're putting together. And you can see that on our website. It'll be a freebie and if you post a review on iTunes and send me evidence that you've posted that along with your mailing address, I will mail you a free, cool-looking coffee mug. And if you want to see what these mugs look like, just go to our real estate website, noradarealestate.com, and you can see them. You can order them there too, but we'll send you a free one for your review. Call it a ethical bribe, if you will, but it's our way of saying thanks for your review. So once again, thanks for listening. Appreciate you being here. We'll see you on the next episode.